mind, body, spirit. The martial arts are a way of life. Attack Life, Not Others is an insight into that life with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. Time and usage of time, how we use our time. That's how we build character. We have three things that we follow. We have our six selves, we have our 10 dojo rules, and we have our eight principles. One of those principles is timing and distance. And in the martial arts, it is probably the most difficult thing to study. It requires sometimes a fraction of an inch. Now, any martial artist listening to this will get it. I don't care if you're on the ground, stand-up, boxing, timing, and then proper distance. If you apply that to your life, and it didn't happen right away, I didn't get it till later in life. But all of a sudden, as I practice time and distance, time and distance, I realized that it started to melt over into my life, realizing how important in everything that we do relies on not just timing, but also distance and space. Mm-hmm. If you remove the two, they are not as powerful. But if you bring the two together and practice proper time at proper space, you can be much healthier. You could be more uh, powerful in what you do. Even speech, even the way we have conversation, you can't just go, bum, 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 bum. You have to have pause, reaction. We're losing that in everything. We talk about it over and over and over. But texting and email, there is no timing. There is no distance. Actually, texting and emails requires you to separate yourself from the two. It is art and a science, I feel, that we should practice more as human beings. Are we aware enough to be in the right time in the right place? And when we are, are we even aware enough to realize that we are in the right time at the right place? The worst thing to do is have the opposite, which is be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Then you have what? A collision. A collision course. Um, how do you practice your timing and distance? What do you do besides the martial arts? And I know you practice it in the martial arts with what you do, but how do you carry that over to your life? Well, just this morning, in fact, I was playing a little game with my kids a lot. You know, right now my life is centered and focused a lot around my children, both for their sake, but also for my sake to see life through their eyes because it's untainted at this point. It's not tarnished and they still, you know, they see this big, beautiful world as it should be. It's, Not necessarily always the case. And we were just playing a game with rhythm, clapping and singing a song, making up a song. We were just making it up. They couldn't help but get sucked into it. All three of my kids, I had their absolute undivided attention for a good solid five minutes. And you can say, well, five minutes, that's not that long. No, it was undivided attention. I'd rather complete focus for five minutes than two hours just kind of hanging out in the same room together. Right, right. For five minutes to have a four-year-old, a six-year-old, and my 10-year-old all glued together. Right. Doing the same thing. Right, exactly. Basically, you're putting all the powder in the cannon. You know what we're doing. I don't know if I, I said this. We were playing with rhythm and clapping our hands and shuffling our feet, right. kind of doing footwork, basically, like we would in boxing or martial arts. Right. So I was, in essence, teaching that as well. Cadence, rhythm, motion, movement, timing, yeah. distance. It's, and, it's all the same. And if you look at life, if you look at a lot of things, a lot of interacting things we do, most of the times it's separated. So right. if you sit down, you're studying, you're not clapping, you're studying, you're using only your mind. A lot of things, so martial arts is so good and dance is so good and boxing is so good and where you have that timing, that rhythm. And the minute you blow a flat tire, you know. You see what I'm saying? I do. You know that your timing and your rhythm is off. Now carry that over to your daily life and everything that you do and you realize that there is a time and a place for everything. 
And once you start seeing that um, as much as you possibly can, sometimes these times and these places don't come to you when you most expect them to. They come at odd times. And it's almost like if you have too much of a disciplined mind, you say, well, I can't grab onto this right now. This is what I was going to do. I got to do what I got to do. And sometimes you have to be open to making adjustments. Again, you can go back to sparring where you you think of you have an actual an actual technique you want to throw and all of a sudden it's interrupted by some block or some off rhythm move. Well, then what do you do? You have to abort it. You get Mm -hmm. get out, you know. Uh, So the idea with timing and distance is to realize that, that everybody, including myself every day, should take a look at where they place their time. So how do you get your relaxing time in? How do you get your productive time in? How do you get your time in with your family? Is it equal? And at times, is it upside down? How do you look at that? I mean, where do you see it? Where do you see it all coming together? And how can you make up sleep time? Well, that goes back to, we've talked about this a bunch of times, rituals and traditions. So I have certain rituals that I do to ensure that I get uh, certain relaxation, meditation time in. It's at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, for sure. Right. If I get beyond that, then that's wonderful. But then also there's time allotted for working out, for training, and just certain things that I know I need to do. It's going to make me happier and better. Yes, exactly. And if I miss it, well, then I'm not as my wife will be the first to tell you. And I know you probably, you know, you're in the same boat. And then uh, she'll say, go train or go do what you got to do. And I'll see you back here in an hour or two hours or whatever. Yeah. All right. So you said something to uh, me very interesting earlier before we sat down, told me how much that you are now starting to really separate yourself from the news. And how much is distracting and how much is taking away from your time. And man, you know, hallelujah. Thank you. Because we all suffer from that. You know, we all suffer from listening to the wrong noises and listening to the wrong voices. That could be a whole separate episode. It almost needs to be. But yes, it's too much. It's taking too many resources we have. I know me personally. And if you're honest with yourself, not you in particular, but if one is honest, yeah, it's it's just taking too much out of your life. Yeah. So so what do you, what do you do about it? We could go to the mountains and become a monk and shut it all out. We could burn our cell phones, uh, but that wouldn't work. It's parts of uh, technology that are good. So how do you separate yourself from all the, you know, for me, time is like this. I'm just going to tell you this. For me, time is like going into this awesome grocery store. And what you have around you are all the things that you should pull from the shelf and all the things that you shouldn't pull from the shelf. And those are the choices that you make. Now, obviously, that would come down to diet and that would come down to health and fitness. But that to me is the mental way I pick my time. To me, it's a grocery store time. I wake up in the morning. I show up. And all of a sudden, I have all these choices I got to make. Which ones do I grab? Do I grab the chocolate donut or do I grab the orange? Who do I attend to? Where do I put my time and how do I prioritize it to make it work? Not just for me. You know, part of my mantra every day is not to be selfish, but to be selfless as well. If you want to be selfless and if you want to do for others and help the world, you got to get your head out of all the negativity and all the bad stuff. It's like a black cloud. You can't function if your head's in it every day of your life. Timing and distance is important to practice to know that you try to put yourself in the right place at the right time as often as you possibly can, period. That's hard. Really really hard. hard. Very hard. That is, but- There's temptations all around us. You're better off knowing it rather than not knowing it. You see what I'm saying? If you don't know it, I mean, again, it comes back to awareness. We can blow that word out of of the world here because we talk about it enough, but- 
bottom line is, is if you don't, if you're not aware of it, you're immune to it, and then you become, um, you just become, you're, you're just not connected to anything. You just roll. You just kind of get up and walk around like a zombie. Um, my buddy Steve said to me the other day, he was at a these big fairs, mm-hmm. and he said if there was a catastrophe that would happen, how many people really could get out of their own way? How many people, first of all, would even notice that something's happening? And if something did happen, they would run like rabbits crossing the street, several different directions before they get to safety. Yeah. And you see this happening all over in our country right? with mass shootings and everything. Nobody is aware as they step into this particular bear trap. Try to practice it. I'm not perfect at it. But I tell you this, the fact that I'm aware of it, at least I try, is better than not knowing and not trying. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Steve Mittman, social media.com. 